listening to Real Talks Dominate Your Real Estate Business, a podcast for realtors. Every week, your host, Carly Bengals, sits down with experts in the real estate industry to discuss ways to become a more successful business owner. I'm so excited to talk about this terrifying topic. <laughs> and I know everyone thinks we're kidding, but when we start talking about it, you go, oh yeah, yep, yep, that one scares me too. Yeah, we were, we wanted you to do something special today and we were going through um, some things and this I think is going to be the spookiest, scariest topic. <laughs> um, so today we're gonna be talking about the scariest, spookiest topic of real estate, which is, Managing, growing your database. <laughs> I wish we had a live audience so that we could see the looks on their faces and they're like, yep, you're right. I didn't expect it, but you're right. That's the scariest. I know it, it is. It is. And oh, recently I put together a growing your database class uh, with Amy. Um, and so we figured this would also be a good um, way for me to briefly, you know, descri describe the class overview um, and the scary parts. <laughs> uh, from, from an agent perspective. So um, I'm going to show you, well, I'm going to briefly discuss um, what the outline is of the class. So we know many of our agents do not have a database or do. Um, most of the times when I'm talking to agents, they'll say, hey, my my phone is my database, um, which, <laughs> it, which can be considered sure. a database. Right? Sure. Because what we the way we define a database is pretty much a stored location for all your contacts. Right. Whether it's a, yeah. an Excel sheet, an address book, um, anywhere that you have all your contact information. Yeah. So um, you can, yes, you can consider a phone to be your database or any spreadsheet or piece True. of paper. Uh, however True. way you collect all of your um, people's contact information. Um, but also you want to... Um, incorporate everybody that you know. Um, and one of the most important group of people that belongs in your database is the sphere of influence, your sphere of influence. And I remember a couple while back, um, Amy dis defined sphere of influence with um, anyone who, if they were to buy a house without you, you'd be pissed. That was the <laughs> definition of SOI. So You'd be unhappy if anyone you know use a different realtor. Well, then guess what? They belong in your sphere of influence. They belong in your phone book, your contact book, whatever database system that you have. All right. Now I'm also going to be talking about CRM. Uh, mm -hmm. CRM uh, stands for Customer Relationship Management. So um, pretty much the relationship that you have with your database is through your CRM. Um, many people do get um, CRM and database mixed up. So when you're nurturing your database around the quality and the quantity of those relationships and keeping in contact with them, that is what you are to do with a CRM. Um, I think you're making a really good distinction, right? Like your database is the list of contacts and the CRM is the tool that you use, the software that you use to help you stay in touch with them over time. And that's where most of us drop the ball. And that's where most of us panic. But the thing that the scary part is I don't want to learn new software. It's too hard or it takes too much time. It but is scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell us more about CRM. Explain the details. 
Well, the database is the fuel that makes the CRM run and attracting customers, generating sales, executing, you know, marketing campaigns, um, logging in your recent interactions with a client. And also if you are, uh, the CRM platform is organized in a way for you to filter people. So if you are trying to make calls for, you know, property anniversary dates or uh, birthdays of the month or holidays and things like that, um, the CRM is core to um, helping you nurture that database and laying the foundation for um, keeping in contact with your agents, right? So, I mean, yeah. with your clients. So yeah. it's one thing to have um, all your contacts in a spreadsheet, but um, it's really important to consistently communicate with them, um, which is why I put this class together because, you know, even though it's titled Grow Your Database, I mean, there are still, we're going to discuss action items later at the end about, yeah, you know, yeah. managing your database and things like that. Um, and then I also briefly discussed like the sources of contact. So if agents are like, uh, you know, where I have everybody on my phone or I have everybody in my Excel sheet, you know, my database, you know, where else, you know, you're always going to be meeting new people, um, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your professional life. Um, so sources of contacts include, open houses. So you want to make sure you have an attendance sheet, you have a record of all their contact information so you can follow up with them. Um, and a good one, Amy, that you had pointed out were like uh, the people that you don't know, like the, the friends of friends or the family of clients. Um, because you made a really good um, a point when you were showing, I think you were showing someone at home and that client's parents were with them, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you never know who is going to refer you, right? So it's really right. important, you know, most of the clients, you know, I'm assuming that you represent, you know, they'll have someone come in with them. Maybe they'll have their friend or their parent or their brother help them, you know, throughout the decision-making process. So you want to make sure you have their contact information, even though you don't represent them in the transaction, right? Right, right. Yeah. You're always yeah. looking for opportunities to add people to your world. Yes, yes. Um, and further growing your database um, is, you know, hosting client events, you know, virtually, maybe inviting a new person to a, a seminar or um, holiday Popeyes. So, um, you know, dropping off a pumpkin or a pie at their doorstep. Um, and then like, you know, some neighbor next door is going to hear about it. Like, Hey, who did this for you? Oh, this is my realtor, you know? Right. Um, so that's a great, um, opportunity for you to, um, build your database by engaging with those people mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure to maintain social distancing guidelines. And, um, as I discussed before, uh, with the trick or treat tips, you can put candies in like separate bags. Um, and you know, you can, I guess, uh, put your business card on there um, and drop it off to kids in the neighborhood or, you know, there's different ways to to go about that for sure. Um, another thing that I mentioned in my class was the distinction between personal professional networks. Um, um, and I think that many agents, you know, when they think of their database, um, they go straight to professional. Um, you want to make sure you have whether you're doing a newsletter um, whether you're doing social media campaigns, you want to make sure you have people in your personal aspects of your life included, mm -hmm. um, and so that they can still still you know stay informed of the market and the content that you're sharing with them yeah. because you know they're friends of friends, they're family of friends, 
Um, so in my memory jogger exercise where Amy and I discussed a while back, we had, you know, uh, all of the different um, circle of friends that you could include, include. So, you know, people from your hometown, your neighborhood, um, cl former classmates um, and things like that. So it's not always necessarily, you know, your your clients or people from the, the professional realm. You're making such a good point. I have so many coaching clients and this uh, is a super <laughs> source of real frustration for me as a coach that I'd be like, how do I define this? How do I explain this better? They'll say, I only market to my past clients. And I say, mm -hmm. sphere of influence is anyone who knows you that you know them, right? It's mm -hmm. mutual. You have influence over them because of your connection and they have some level of confidence in you. I always say, don't market to people you don't like, like you can exclude those, but right. if you know them and they know you, there is a 10% chance that they're going to need to buy or sell a home. So right. bring them into your world and educate them and don't exclude them. Yeah, because that person knows another person and that person knows another person. I mean, it's a huge referral platform. Yeah. Um, also, another part of growing your database is, you know, meeting new people. And I think uh, this is also a spooky part or a scary part because it really <laughs> has to do with, you know, taking the initiative and introducing yourself to potential business people or, or to new people that you find, whether it's a, in a networking event, um, in a seminar that you're invited to, um, or even in LinkedIn. Um, I did incorporate that because everybody here is connecting with people, you know, virtually. Um, LinkedIn is a great platform, which I am teaching in LinkedIn for real estate Yay. Uh, coming soon. But um, do you have any tips, Amy, uh, for agents um, introducing their, themselves, so, sort of like a like, I guess, an elevator pitch. Maybe they should just come up with some standard elevator pitch so that they don't get stuck when someone's like, hey, you know, and they're not just gonna be like, here's my business card. <laughs> well, I think I think the challenge is right now during COVID, that's probably not gonna happen. Um, you're probably not gonna be networking. So what I would recommend uh, in the virtual world is to work on your system because you can create that same elevator pitch in text or email, bomb bomb e a video email. Um, ideally, we're sending both touches to our professional network of realtors who could be referring to us in our market and then also to our entire sphere of influence. So for me, the elevator pitch would be very specific to me. Let me think, generalized elevator pitch, that it's been a crazy year, right? It's been a crazy COVID plus the incredible demand for homes which may or may not be COVID related, right? It kind of seems to be its own phenomenon. And so it's been a crazy, crazy year. And I'm here to answer the questions that you have, right? So mm -hmm. what questions do you have about the pace of our market? And everybody has questions, right? right? Should I sell? Should I move? Is it hard to find a house? How much more is my house worth? So I think there's never a bad time uh, either to other agents or to people you encounter. I bumped into a lady walking yesterday and and we just talked about, you know, she's like, well, what is COVID like for you? And I said, well, I just use my coaching and training skills to help real estate clients, right? People who want to buy and sell, they need to be educated too. So I always lean on my skills as an educator, but every agent is going to do it a little bit different. So maybe, maybe that's not what you were looking for, but I think in this virtual world, what you need is a system more than anything. Right. Every single day you need to be staying in touch and, and we'll, we'll give you some action. We'll give you some action yes. at the end. Yes. Um, and you also made a really good point because it made me think about some agents, you know, um, that I communicate with on a daily basis, you know, that I check in. 
Um, and I think in the beginning around March and April, um, it's like, I, you know, when you're trying to call your clients and check in on them, it's like, yeah. I don't know what to say. This is scary. Like, you know, like, you know, with, with everything going on and, uh, now it's been what, like seven, eight months and we're yeah. getting closer to the holidays. And it, and I think, I think it's still, it's still good to talk about, you know, you have, it's a very crazy market this year. So it's definitely a conversation starter. Um, and you have the holidays coming up and you can still discuss that like you do, you know, every other year. Yeah. Uh, and the, and I, I don't think, you know, like you don't necessarily have to say, you know, hey, with the pandemic this year, you know, like there's different ways to kind of um, go on with the conversation or initiate the conversation when you're calling your past clients or your friends and family um, without having to directly mention real estate in the beginning. Sure. Um, well, for those who need scripts, was it our last show or the one before that we offered 10 scripts, 10 things that you can say, 10 things you can ask when you call your sphere of influence. And that's on dominaterealestate.com. You can download that from our last show. Um, and another thing that I discussed was pretty much um, further growing your database, you know, with the low inventory that we have um, this year and a lot of new construction homes are building up. Um, so connecting with other builders and contractors, um, const uh, developers and builders in your area and building a um, referral system that way so they could be your go-to agent. Um, that was also one of the big parts, you know, if like there are people that are, you know, now buying land and just building, building their dream home. So um, I think it's really important to have your a go-to source for that. And um, not just builder and contractors, but also there are people moving in this area and out of this area. So if you are, um, there are definitely other referral sites that you can um, check on to see agents. I know Remax is a really large um, referral platform, but uh, for agents outside, there are uh, referral sites where you can uh, check on agents to refer to outside of, you know, the area that you specialize in um, and build a referral platform that way. So it's a really good connection to have. So it's also really good to have real estate agents in your database as well. All righty. Yep. And the last thing was I was going to mention is the five a day contact program. Um, so start your day by thinking of five names of past clients or referral sources. Um, talk to them and add them to your database if not if you don't have them. Uh, but you know we uh, Amy put together a really really nice action um, a set of action items. So it's not as scary as it sounds. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the things that um, a lot of questions that I get asked, um, Amy is hey. Uh, you know, I don't feel like picking up the phone or um, I don't have time to incorporate this into my business. And what are the strat strategies around that? You know, I don't have an assistant. I'm doing all this on my own. So there's no time. Um, and so we want to discuss the steps to making it work for you. But at the same time, you know, we both agreed that this was a scary topic because it's something that people agents will definitely push back on yeah. <laughs> and add it to their bottom of their list um, in yeah. terms of priority, but it's also a really, really important part of their business. Right. Well, I just, I just want to kind of recap and say the reason to market to your database is because it is the most cost efficient, time effective way of generating business. And it's the most, um, 
I think it's the most satisfying when you can nurture a, a large group of people over time, the same group of people, rather than starting over with strangers, starting over with new online leads, starting over with new open house leads every single month. It's wonderful to nurture the same group of people over time. You get to be a part of their life. You get to be a part of their journey. And um, so I think no matter what, this should be the foundation of your business is nurturing your database. And if your database had say 300 names, uh, the average coach and trainer estimates that you will get about 10% of them to use you or refer you. So that's 30 potential transactions out of those 300. So yes, all the excuses in the world. I don't know how to use my CRM. It's too complicated. I don't have time. I'm super busy. Whatever it is. I don't know what to say. I don't want to be pushy. You and I have heard it all, right? <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> no, I get it. I really, really get it. Here's the thing. This is worthy right it's worth doing so what i want to convince you of is i hear it i hear what you're saying and you're going to have to find a way to do it anyway because it's the best possible way and i want all of you who who tend to say this and and i'm an agent too you know i i've had those same thoughts and said them too you've got to push it and and i compare it to you know, if they didn't have a deadline for filing my taxes, I wouldn't do that either. It's too hard. I don't have enough time. It's too complicated. I don't want to learn all the moving parts. Yep. Yep. I've got that excuse there too, but there is a hard and fast deadline and I cannot miss it. So look at that. I figure it out and I file my taxes every year. We are capable of mastering this. And I think it's time to let go of the excuses. You do have to learn the software that you choose. You do have to add to it every week. You do need to make your calls on a regular basis or you will not have regular business. If you're afraid of what to say, start by just being kind, you know, just call and say, how the heck are you? And nothing else and work your way up to it. Habit will take you everywhere. So that's, that's my little pep talk is that the busiest among us is making excuses because you could pick up the phone while driving somewhere and call one person and say, how have you been during COVID? What if you did that every single day to prove to yourself that you could? So those of you who say, I, you don't understand, Amy, I have 12 under contract. My hair is on fire. If your taxes were due, you'd figure it out. Right. <laughs> so uh, I really want to encourage you to at least do one a day. And I'm going to share my screen. I don't know if that will help. We'll see. I'm going to share my screen and show you this list that I made of action items. Alrighty, so here is the nine week action plan. By the way, as of yesterday, there are nine weeks left in the year. Yes. <laughs> so week one, baby, baby steps. Okay, we're gonna get you on solid food in, in a really easy way. Week one, call one person every day. That's the entire assignment, right? And it can be as simple as it's been too long, uh, it's ridiculous. I couldn't let another day pass. And then don't talk about real estate. Just ask them how they are, right? If if you need a, a gentle warm up, you could also look at the 10 scripts that we offered uh, previously, you know, everything from how are you surviving COVID to are you interested in your home's new value? Any of those would work. Week two, call one person every day, then add people from your home onto your social media, pick five, right? Go through your phone and go, oh, I'm not connected to this person on social, right? We're gonna start trying to cross pollinate the contacts in our phone, the contacts in our CRM, the contacts on social. Week three, I really wish we could get feedback about uh, actually Nancy's here and there's someone else here, but it doesn't say who their name is. We've got a couple people here. So go ahead and put your names in the comments so that we can call you out by name. Tell us if you think this is too easy or too hard. Week three, call one person every day. 
add people from your phone onto your social media, pick five, and the new addition, set up your CRM. Now, week three isn't going to be fun. Setting a CR, setting up a CRM, that's where we all sort of curl up in the fetal position and claim we don't have time. But you just got to do it. You just got to do it, just like taxes. So if you are at Remax Allegiance, contact Jerusalem. She'll help you set up your bouge, um, your bouge CRM. Otherwise, here's a recommendation. Realty Juggler is a mere $179 a year. Go pay for that. Don't overthink it. It's relatively easy to use. Oh, let's see. We've got people chiming in here. Jerusalem, who have we got? Nancy, Karen Davis. Yay. Um, yeah. So maybe easier said than done. Not this. Oh, did it stop sharing? Oh, I better stop. I don't know what happened. Something I, I was scooting around to try to see the comments and I messed up the screen. Did I? You can share your screen again. Okay. You just stopped here. Okay, cool. All right. So week four, call one person every day, add people from your phone onto your social media, pick five and spend one hour this week adding categories. Once you've set up a CRM, basically you're going to have to keep massaging it over time. You know, you, working with a CRM, you got to have a healthy relationship with your CRM. Can you imagine setting up an email account and checking in on it like once every six months? <laughs> it wouldn't do you any good. It's a really I, good analogy though. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember the beginning of email. My very uh, tech savvy ex-husband was determined to have me on email and no one else was. It was like the two of us talking to each other. No one else used email. So that would be ridiculous, right? To have email and check it once every six months. Same for the CRM. It's got to be something that you learn to use and that you use it every day. This is how you're going to grow your business over time. So spend one hour this week, week four, adding categories. Categories would be, this is an A quality contact or a B quality contact, or they came from an open house, or this is a past client, or this is a friend. Those are the types of categories and tags that you would add depending on the CRM that you choose. And we can talk about CRMs on another show. I have a lot of recommendations. Actually, if you guys need recommendations, reach out to me, but don't overthink it because you could get the best CRM in the world and then tell me it's not perfect and then, uh, and then not use it. So right. every CRM has a learning curve. Week five, call one person every day. I hope you're noticing a trend. Guess what? Those of us who are too busy to make our calls, if we did one a day, that's 365 in a year. Didn't see that coming, did ya? It, it adds up. Add people from your phone onto your social media. Pick five. Spend one hour this week adding categories into your CRM to your contacts and add two people. Add two people. Now, this is the story of me driving, you know, uh, people around to buy their first home with their parents in the back seat and having it not be top of mind to me to say, hey, would you like to receive my newsletter? Would you like to receive my market updates and add them to my CRM? So look for opportunities to grow your CRM over time. Add two people every single week. That would be about 100 a year in, in your database that you grew. It adds up. It adds up. It adds up. Okay. Let me scroll here. Is it scrolling? It is scrolling. Okay. Week six. Call one person a day. Add people from your phone to your social media. Spend one hour adding categories and tags. This is this is the cleaning, the organizing, the keeping your CRM healthy over time. Add two people. Sign up for the monthly newsletter. You at Remax Allegiance are so fortunate to have somebody else do this for you. The number of coaching clients who would <laughs> probably trade one of their pets for it for somebody else to do the newsletter. You have that option. Sign up for the newsletter. And you don't even have to create it yourself. You just have to lift up, you know, what? Pick up the phone, send an email, and get signed up. <clears throat> Week seven, call two people per day. I'm finally upping the ante. 
Call two people per day from your sphere of influence. Ask how they're doing. Ask if they want to know their home's new value. Ask how they're surviving COVID. Share your buyer needs, whatever it might be. Say, I've got buyers I can't find homes for. Who do you know that's getting ready to list or is considering selling? All that sort of thing. Two people. Add people from your phone to your social media. Spend one hour adding tags, organizing your CRM, and add two people to your CRM. Week eight. I, I gave you a, a, a break. Week eight is a repeat of week seven. Same, same. And week nine, call two people every day. Add people from your phone to your social media. Spend one hour this week adding categories. Add two people to your CRM. And now it's time to do home value reports. Incredible time of year to tell people what their home is actually worth. You don't need to call them in advance and get their permission. You can just do the reports and send them to them as a gift with a wonderful cover letter explaining why you're excited to tell them how things have changed. I hope that is inspiring. Let's see. Please send me this list. Ooh, somebody likes it. Too easy. Thank you, Nancy. I'm so glad that Nancy weighed in with too easy. Oh, the hat? Which hat? <laughs> I think your hat. Your hat. Your, your cowboy hat. <sighs> so I hope this helps those who need to be in action and those who say it's too easy. I'm so glad to hear that. Really take seriously this, that we have these nine weeks left and figure out what is going to be your own sprint, okay? Whatever makes good sense for you to sprint to the end of the year. Right now, we are creating the reality that we will wake up to January 1. And boy, does it feel good to wake up January 1 with a lot in the pipeline. So I encourage you to reach out to your people, sign up for the newsletter, and create a weekly habit for the rest of your career. Yes, and this is really important because right now we're trying to finish the year strong. And I can't believe we have a nine weeks left. I mean, we're almost in November anyways, the last two months. Um, so it's really important to think about not just the market that we are in now, but also, you know, what's to come in January and February and making sure that you have, you know, enough people, potential clients in your pipeline to prepare you better for next year. Yeah. Yes. So we need to sign off, but somebody said, please send me this list and it doesn't say what their name is. Karen, I see you did, but one other person. So Nancy says too easy. Karen says, please send it. One other person said, please send it, but it doesn't have your name. So please put your name in the comments so that we'll yes. know who we're sending this to. Uh, yes. But everything, everything is always on Dominate Real Estate. Yeah. Uh, you can download previous shows and previous resources. We're there for you. Yes. And so thank you, Amy, so much for joining me today to discuss the spooky topic on managing and growing your database. And, you know, I, I hope that, you know, this nine week action plan makes everything sound less scary, <laughs> uh, uh, scary enough, you know, less scary enough to handle. I remember you said the, the ghouls and the goblins in your database, right? So this, <laughs> this, this should be a lot more manageable to do. But if you have any questions, um, you know, I'm happy to help you. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll look into, you know, having this printed out. This is a good um, action plan that we can perhaps add to the dominaterealestate.net. Um, thank you so much, Amy, for joining me and hope everyone has a wonderful and safe Halloween weekend. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Real Talks Dominate Your Real Estate Business. 